America Meditating Radio Show, we collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts 24-7. Hi, I'm Sister Jenna. Join me and guest on Blog Talk Radio as we amplify stories that compel us to be more for ourselves and everyone else around us. Motivating thoughts from Randy Pausch's last lecture remind each of us to live our dreams. Be creative every day. Take a fun trip. Motivation. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Do you like to meditate? Have you tried to meditate? Have you struggled with meditation? Why don't you visit one of the Brahma Kumaris Meditation Center? Visit brahmakumaris.org. The Azar Foundation for Children of the World is an organization aimed to support women and children in need across the globe. We believe in empowering lives, strengthening minds, and providing programs that enrich health and education. The Azar Foundation was founded in 2003 and has been serving the world ever since. Visit us at our website at www.azarforchildren.org. That's www.azar4children.org to find out more information about our endeavors and join our mailing list. Remember, the smile and the cry of a child doesn't have any language. The Azar Foundation. Blaylock Dialysis Center is a convenient state-of-the-art dialysis center in the Houston area run by Dr. Panakin Patel. Relax in a comfortable environment while receiving quality care. Serving adults 18 to geriatrics, we are here to help you. Call 713-463-6611 for more information or visit us at our website at www.blaylockdialysiscenter.com. Blaylock Dialysis Center, where helping you get well is our priority. Hello, this is Kristen Hoffman, and it is with great love, joy, pleasure, and spirit that I am listening to America Meditating Radio Show. Mm, Thank you, Kristen, and we're looking forward to having you here for Stephen Dynan's beautiful book, Sacred America, Sacred World. Hello, everyone. This is Sister Jenna, and you're listening to America Meditating Radio, where we're broadcasting live from the beautiful Meditation Museum in the nation's capital. Well, it's been 15 years since we witnessed what we might say the unimaginable on 9-11 when we saw planes just not flying peacefully up in the air. And here we are 15 years later wondering who are we as a nation and as a people. And as we look at the political climate and the uncertainties that consistently seem to loom over all our lives, whether you're in America or elsewhere, I think it makes us think at a much deeper level as to where is the silver lining here and how do I go about life on a day-to-day level where I'm not walking in fear, but I'm walking in love. I'm walking in faith. I'm walking in understanding and in meaning. And so with that said, I really am offering all of our beautiful love and blessings and pure feelings to everyone that's been impacted 15 years ago, which is actually the whole world, but in particular those who were immediately affected with loved ones and relatives that were unfortunately taken 
at that time. Stay tuned because we're going to have Lisa Luckett, who has first-hand experience of what it was like for her 15 years ago. And she'll be sharing about what process she went through to basically heal her own journey in her life. So don't change that dial. And I know that many of you have been on my journey about my father being in a coma and going into Miami and you know wondering how I was going to feel when I was standing over his body that's just lifeless. I passed. So these 25 years of my own spiritual journey have offered me perhaps strength that I didn't know was ever existed, but just an inner knowing. Nothing has ever lasted forever anyway except the sun, the sky, the moon, and the stars, and definitely the world, the planet. But we do change and life changes and whether it's done very beautifully or what we might say done viciously we just have to keep going through this process of change change has to keep happening whether we want it or not or the whether we want it this way or that way and that's something that i've been working on for the last year this power of acceptance that no matter what i did this was going to happen to me and so what is it that i'm learning here and i'm learning how to change my interpretation about the way we exist in life and the way I receive the events that are happening in my life, and and how I'm supposed to accept things that I just can't change, and to what extent am I living a life of love. Let's take a moment and do our what we do best here is meditate. Just go into a place of understanding ourselves at a deeper level. And now I'd like to invite you to breathe in deeply and to basically find your place in an inner awareness of just switching your awareness from one level of thinking to another. Take a deep breath. Imagine that you're sitting in a control room looking through your eyes. Allow your body to become very comfortable and still. Now, turn off all the switches in the control room to the body. Turn off the switch to the feet. Switch to the legs. As each switch is turned off, you'll feel that part of the body relax and become very light. Now turn off the switch to the stomach. the chest. You feel your breathing slowing down. Turn off the electricity to the hands and the arms and you'll feel all the energy drawing upwards.
Welcome back. That was One Wish by Lucinda Drayton on her Bliss CD. You're listening to America Meditating Radio, and we're very proud to welcome Lisa Luckett. Lisa is a social visionary, an activist for kindness, and an advocate of gaining wisdom by experiencing life head-on. Her mantra, Choose Courage, is the foundation of her social vision, reminding us that we are strong, resilient, and have a choice in how we live our lives. Lisa is an entrepreneur, speaker, author, sales executive, teacher, mother of three adults, as a 9-11 widow, single mother and breast cancer survivor, she knows the value of life struggles and sees the gift or silver lining in every situation. Lisa lives in the moment and watches life unfold and has let go of the attachment to the outcome. She's also the founder of Cosmina Enlightening Living, a lifestyle brand and social movement. And today, we're really warmly opened in welcoming Lisa Luckett to the America Meditating Radio. Welcome, Lisa. Oh, thank you, Sister Jenna. It's a privilege to speak with you today. Mm, Fifteen years later. Wow. Mm. How has it been? Wow. It's yeah. been okay. You know, we're very lucky people. I uh, I know that's a surprise probably to hear, but the 
experience that I've had has been so beautiful on so many levels, along with the tragedy that can't help but see the, the silver linings in everything, which was a gift that came that morning. And people, you know, lose people every day. And we've never been forgotten. We've never stopped being considered. And I've always said if people were treated the way 9-11 families were treated, we would have no problems in the world. Mm, well, well, I know that you're writing your first book entitled 9-11 Healed Me, Finding the Silver Linings from Traumatic Events. We're hoping that it's going to be published in 2017, right? So, yes, hoping um, is the operative <laughs> word right now. <laughs> Here with our listeners, Lisa, like... What was your experience in all of this, and how has the book been unfolding for you as you know you walk your way through it? The book is kind of an outcome of the last ten years of thinking of studying, really fifteen years of studying, but the past ten post psychological breakthrough post analytic analysis, basically peeling back all the layers of human dysfunction to render me completely open at which time God or source or however you want to look at grace came through me. And in that time, I was able to reprocess my life for a couple of years. It, I started knitting to take care of all the women that had taken care of me. And I conjured this lifestyle brand based on kindness and warmth and comfort mm-hmm. and care and consideration and grace and decency. So for the last 10 years, this thing has mulled around. And what I realized when I came into this window, which was the 15th anniversary, that I really do have something to share, that I really want to help. I want people to know that we have the potential for a very brilliant future. Mm-hmm. We have everything we need. It's all right inside of us. Mm-hmm. And maybe 9-11 was the punctuation mark to open the world. And we as Americans have never really been tested. I mean, of course, we had Civil War and Revolutionary War, but those were very old wars, and, and we all, we've studied them. But we've never dealt with a, a contemporary war as most of Europe and all of the world has dealt with, regular ongoing skirmishes and conflicts and terrorism. So 9-11 was our first bite and on our mainland. Right. Pearl Harbor was in the middle of the Pacific. In 1941. So this was a a wake-up call, if you will, but we were so emotionally unprepared to handle it. And what I have conjured, and this is my theory, and this is why, back to why I'm writing a book, is because I have a lot of theories, and I have a pretty different view on things because I'm an alternative thinker. And the morning of 9-11, within an hour, I had some very prescient understanding. I knew, A, it could be very different it could be 12:30 in the afternoon, not 9 o'clock in the morning, and those buildings could be full like they were in 1993, mm. the first attack hit. You know that we that. life was going to be different forever. This was a game changer right. from the second it happened, and right. we had no preparation with which to handle it. We are a young culture, and maybe 250 to 500 years old total depending on how you count it, because we killed all of our indigenous and our Native Americans, right? So America, as we have grown, that's what we think we are the end-all, be-all. We're very young. Right. The global neighbors, our global counterparts, are ancient, thousands of years right. old, right? We don't have any wizened elders in the American culture. So when something traumatic happens, there's no one there to say, shh, shh, shh. it's going to be okay. We know what to do. This is all we, you know, we need to hold, we need whatever those, that experience would share. And it's only because in our young but enthusiastic mind that we have been charging forward in this incredible innovation, in the entrepreneurship, in the capitalistic democracy that we've been fortunate to live in. But what that is, it's all left brain. It's all analytic. It's all logic. It's all achievement-based. So 
9-11 happens, and what happens, we are emotionally completely unprepared because the right side of our brains, right, the intuitive, creative, sensory sides, have not even been served a little bit. It's been sitting on the back seat whistling a tune and waiting for us to pay attention to it. So with this test, brings need, brings awareness. Okay, right. I love that we are together because we are of the same mindset. And I want to jump in here because as much as, and I think, for many of us who keep propagating, it's time to move on, it's time to let go of the past. And because you have experienced an event that was so global changing, you know, to say the least, there's been a lot that's happened to you and for you within the last 15 years, more so than whatever happened in 9-11. And what I'm curious about is, even though you might hear people go, oh, how are you? And you hear that, I'm sure there's something in your spirit that goes, okay, well, that was one event. It was traumatic. It was soul-changing. But let me tell you all the other events that I've been going through that have also changed and added to my story. Because there's a part in your sharing where you say uh, that you have to let go of the attachment to the outcome. And I'd like if you could speak to that about all the events within the last 15 years that you can recall that have really changed you, not specifically. But when you really look back at these last 15 years, how has Lisa changed when she really looks back at what she has enjoyed in these last few years? In a word, I trust mm-hmm. myself. I, nice. in that morning, which blew open, blew me open, blew the world open. It's within openness that we receive right? Whether we know it or not. And so in that moment, I had many profound things happen in that morning, actually, which we can talk about. But the truth is, I have been using my intuition and trusting myself from that morning on. Because the events of 9-11, for someone that lost people and for someone, anyone witnessing it at any level, and from Boston to Washington, you're talking about 50 million people that had some either one degree or no degrees of separation. They knew someone or someone of someone who died, making it very, very personal. So it's not just a news story, and it's a lot of people. So all bets were off. No one knew what to do, times a lot. And that Mm -hmm. shot me out of the box. So I was spent 40 years trying to fit in a box that I never fit in ever. (laughs) 9-11 blew me out of that box. And all of a sudden I woke up and went, oh, my gosh, this is exactly where I need to be. I'm just going to trust myself. I'm just going to trust that I know what to do. I'm going to be guided, not knowing any of that, you know, cognitively, but following my instinct because I could see it very clearly that Mm -hmm. this was a new day. And I put my daughter, who was seven, into art therapy, and I put myself into psychoanalytic analysis because I was going to figure this out. And there was no way, because I'm a little, I'm a warrior, there was no way I was going to let Ted, my husband, and all of those people die in vain, that I was determined to make something good come from this. I didn't know it that I was setting such an intention then, but I did. And 15 years later, all of that has culminated in this understanding. Mm-hmm. And my company, Cosmina, is my way of giving back all of the love, the support, the care that was given to me that I want to give to everyone else in the world who ever wants it. Because it's just a paradigm shift. We just have to go stop looking outside, right, for our happiness. But remember, we have everything we need inside us. We just haven't been taught and cultured to trust it. Thoughts about how can we start to look more from the inside? Because I do know there are two very, very profound areas that I've seen have done has been responsible for that, love or tragedy. And I don't yes. think tragedy is the way we really want to keep going. So any thoughts about how we can start to look inside of ourselves as a culture to really find the real purpose to life? Well, you study 
in your world, you, you're immersed in this, and that is it's all about love. That love is the energy that keeps us connected to our lost loved ones. I had never lost anyone before. I thought I was going to forget him. But the truth is the love is what connects you. You never forget them. And now I have three children, all three of which have great parts of him. And my littlest was four months old. He never knew him. He's the most like him. So love is a very interesting thing. And in our culture where we're so analytical and we're so logical and we've been using all this structure and this dominant thinking for so long, we're missing so much by not letting go and letting go of that we can't control. That in my experience with pain, pain is natural. Pain is part of nature. If it wasn't necessary, it wouldn't be here. But we try to control it because, again, we're very young-minded. If you parallel our American culture to an adolescent, right? We're adolescent kind of in the scheme of the global picture. What happens to an adolescent when they get hurt or they're scared? They react because they don't have any experience to draw from. We who have understood enlightenment, we who have delved into the new way of thinking, it was, you know, the new age. New age is unfortunately a negative term in our world because all the analytics don't like it. It's, you know, anything that's different or change is wrong. But what's happening is there's this anarchy happening, coming up from underneath because of YouTube, because of the Internet. Now you can access unbelievable amounts of information that speak to our logic. And we will reach a tipping point. Because the younger generation, my children are 20 now, 15 to 22. Any of their people and, and the ten, within 10 years of that, they're different than we are. I mean, I was born in 1960. I was born when children were to be seen and not heard. And now I'm raising children where we just work at the castle for the prince and the princess. It's a very confusing time. <laughs> but they're very different than we are. They're very collaborative. They're very accepting. They don't see color and race and gender specifics. They, 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 are, they love because they have been loved. In the old paradigm, I can speak of my own life, I was loved conditionally. As long as I behaved and I fell this family structure, I was loved. The minute I stepped out of line, that love was pulled. I was shut down, silenced, whatever. Silent treatment. Now, we have actually given our children that unconditional love. Was it an overcorrection? Probably. Have we rendered well-loved people that now have strong self-esteems, even if they don't seem it? They have self-love far more than generations before us. So they're going to take our world forward. And they're open to meditation. They understand if we can just get them to turn off their cell phones, which we can do. I mean, everybody has to learn that a tool that it is. You know, we can talk about this. We just have to talk about it. So 9-11 is a prompt. 9-11 is a prompt to find out and learn from. And where I come in is that's what I've studied, and I've watched media, and I've watched other people involved in this, and I haven't seen a lot of learning. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. a lot of people asking questions and questioning our own selves and questioning our own motivations. And what is the American way? How are we viewed by our global neighbors? We right. think we're just going in to help everyone, but are we really, or are yeah. we bullied? Well, I think that's where we are really beginning to see that the collapse of old system and old paradigms are actually a blessing. You know, it's helping us yes, to look I couldn't agree a more. Bit, right? So it's helping us to look deeper as to who we are as just a person, who we are as um, maybe children of God, and who we are as a nation. And who knows, maybe we'll reach a point where we actually walk into a golden aged existence of our own beings, and then we'll just be like, what was all of that about anyway? Maybe it was just just a movie. We were just the mere actors, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think we're settling into that. I think we have to hit the bottom before right. we can bounce. And I think our political environment
environment now is such a, an incredible example of that, that the old yeah. systems aren't working anymore. It's why we are where we are. Something has to give. But what's interesting, because the world that you live in is gentle. The world that right. I live in is gentle. We need to be gentle with ourselves. We need to love that inner child. We need to remember she needs to be held and cared for. If it wasn't given to you, you have to give it to yourself. So kindness starts with us, with our own selves. When you're kind right. and you love yourself, you can then love others. It's shifting from a defense to an offense. You know, the best defense is a good offense. So, you know, we can do this, and it's individual. No one has to teach you. You can literally just begin to do it and surround yourself with other like-minded people, which is a foundation of my company, is it is ultimately, hopefully, will connect all the like-minded thinkers like us. Because there's right. lots of us out there. We're just not connected. And the quietness of it, you know, it's absolutely in our culture. We have language that's being used that was never used before, like meditating, like going to yoga, like balance and harmony and enlightenment and gratitude and humility and joy and, and grace and things that have been in our world, but they've never been used in the same way. And while we're so used to being hit in the head all the time, I and mean, we have the screaming media and everything is at DEFCON 5, the world you and I are talking about is a quiet world. So it's very consistently coming. And as these kids get older and as we age, we are going to age out 20 years from now. I'll be pushing 80. And my children will be in their 40s, 30s and 40s. It will be their world, but they will be different. So I have great faith that things are going to turn and it's not, no one actually, we have to do something, mostly just be aware and open and accepting. I hear you. Thank you for that. Before I end the interview, I need to have you share with us a little bit more about Cosmina, the enlightened living business that you've started. What is that about? And is there a way that our listeners could actually get involved with it? Yes. I mean, there's so Cosmina has both tactical, very specific things, and then very esoteric ideas. So Cosmina Enlightened Living is a brand. It's a lifestyle brand based on the foundational elements of warmth, comfort, and care, consideration, grace, and decency. It's about finding comfort through your five senses, so getting back in touch with your sensory input. Thing with like-minded thinkers. And it's about loving each other and giving kindness as your primary function in the day. So that's your lead in each of your, you're, you're living from your heart and not your head. So in my breakthrough, in my psychological breakthrough at year four after 9-11, I literally, it was like someone took the top of my head off and 40 years of repressed thinking came shooting out of the top of it. And it lasted for about two years. In that time, I woke up and saw who was taking care of women, who was taking care of mothers or caregivers. You know, it's not all women, but it's always women. It's men too, but it's really mostly women. I had school-aged children, so I started to knit because that's what I do. I'm a knitter. I'm a crafter. That's how I soothe myself. So knitting is a meditation. I started knitting these big shawls that I made up a pattern for, and I called them Cosminas. And a Cosmina means where coziness meets glamour. And the third friend I gave it to, I wrapped it around her Cosmina style, and she said to me, oh, my gosh, this feels like a great big hug. It's the coziest thing I've ever worn. And then she turned around and caught herself in the mirror and said, oh, but it's so glamorous. It's like a Pajmina. No, it's a Cosmina. And the name stuck. Uh, and so in the last three years, so that was 10 years ago, three, in the past three years, I've been actually teaching women to knit because I wanted to see if they would gain the benefit that I had. And the mm -hmm. idea being that when you knit, you're infusing your love, your care, your energy, or any craft that you do, when you cook, when you play music, anything you're doing to express yourself creatively that's going to shift from the left brain into the right brain. So you're very calm. It literally tactile touch and knitting calms your central nervous system, it quiets your 
heart rate. It slows your breathing. It literally physically calms you down. So it's a meditation. And while you're in that mind space, you can process. Without trying to is a natural default. And all of a sudden, those solutions come. Hmm. and you're very peaceful, and the people around you are peaceful. So what I found was I taught about 200 women to knit in my living room. I sell a kit, a five-skein kit and a pattern, and there's online videos. People can actually do it remotely now through the website. So, you know, I just want people to see if that works for them. A lot of people were missed, our generation of movers and shakers, women, you know, of, of our ages that were born and raised through the 60s, 70s, 80s. It wasn't cool to knit. So we got passed over, but there's a lot of interest in it because it is a creature comfort. And if you go back to prehistoric man, prehistoric man has been making their clothing and making their tools and making their instruments. It's crafting. So using Mm -hmm. your hands is very gratifying because you literally accomplish this amazing thing in a very short period of time. And it takes care of you. So. That's nice. my. That's the long, short story of Cosmina. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lisa. I have appreciated your enthusiasm and drive and just inner strength, and I wish you to continue to amplify that and be an instrument on our planet. Before I let you go, what's your vision for a better version of you that would actually impact our country and the world at large? And leave us with a website that our listeners can get a hold of you if they're interested in learning more. So my vision will be that I believe everyone has enormous courage, that we have to remember that what is courage but having fear of something and doing it anyway, Mm. that we're strong, we're really strong. We just, again, it's the test. And instead of seeing those things as detriments, the struggle is where the beauty is. The struggle Mm -hmm. is where the lessons are. The struggle is where the wisdom comes. So embrace them. Let it flow over you. It'll ebb and flow. It won't be this tidal wave of crashing pain for 24-7 unending. It will, nature and God will give it to you and give you a break and give it back and give you a break so that you just have to roll with it, just letting back to a letting go and allowing. And in our allowance, we can shift our paradigm and be able to love and be able to receive because we can't give until we learn to receive. There you go. Beautiful. Lovely. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us on the air and continued love and healing and success and beauty. Thank you, Sister Jenna. You do a beautiful thing for our world. I'm just honored Mm. to be a part of it. All right. All the best. Take care. Thank you. So from tragedy to healing and from healing to entrepreneurship and from entrepreneurship to a better world. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation with Lisa Luckett. And do go and visit her website at cosmina.com for some more information. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we are here to develop the ability to love each other the same. I wish you all very well and stay safe. I know that it's time. I'll end today's show with people of love from our very good friend, Sanatam Kaur. Take care, everyone.